Hey friends, welcome. My name is Kenny Jang. This is the Church Online Podcast. We are marching ahead, talking to different leaders in the industry, literally trying to figure out what is this Church Online thing all about. We've had the last two years, kind of like, I feel like it's like a turbo boost or someone said to me the other day, it's like they've, they've got, they went to GNC, bought everything on the shelf, ate it all, and now we're here. And the thing is, what now? Um, so I've, I've, um, I've asked a good friend of mine, Stephanie Leaf, to join us on the show here. Welcome, Stephanie. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me, Kenny. And I agree. Uh, like drinking from a fire hydrant. It is absolutely something like that. Um, today, we're going to talk about how to design an online experience that everyone wants, basically, and that's increased engagement. That feels like the buzzword bingo game. Um, everyone seems to be talking about it. The question is, as a practitioner, and this is the one, uh, uh, I, I, I was not going to go here, Stephanie, but I feel like this thing might start as a rant episode. Okay, so I'm going to start off with this rant. The rant is, as a All former right. church online pastor, um, back in the day, church online pastors at the, was at the bottom rung. We were at the bottom of the food chain, Stephanie. This is mm -hmm. how it used to be. It used to be like you have a senior pastor, associate pastor, all the way staff, et cetera. And then there's the youth minister, right, youth pastor. Mm -hmm. Youth pastors, what do you do? If they have a heartbeat, uh, they're under 25, and they eat pizza, of course they'll get paid in pizza, right? Let's just hire them. And then Easy. there's below that is the church online pastor, right? Yep. It's like today, right? After uh, the pandemic, et cetera, we've been catapulted up. Everyone who's in the digital ministry space, I say this is revenge of the nerds. Have you been feeling that mm -hmm. stuff? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've, I just talked with a church yesterday and, and the most powerful person on the call is the church production guy and the online <laughs> pastor because the, the fate of their online live streams of everything that now revolves on a Sunday morning is in their hands. So Absolutely. a lot of power. So here's my rant part though, is you now have everyone coming out of the woods. It's like this whole cottage industry that has happened that there are leaders out there prescribing and making all these claims and trying to teach uh, about digital ministry, online engagement, who quite frankly have never gone to a church online service. They might've gone to their live stream and I've had this epic discussion battles with some other former friends in the space where it's like, you're not the church of Netflix. It does not mean just on demand means it's church online. That's not what church online means. But right, the book, the book that we go by, our instruction manual says where two are gathered, not one and a play button. And so um, online experiences means there needs to be some community, some interaction. How do you do that? So today we're going to talk about how to design an online experience with increased engagement. And this is like why I want you here because you are a real practitioner and also a technologist. And you really are someone that has been, I think of all the people out there in this universe right now, I don't know that many people that have like full time, you wake up, you sleep, think about how in the world do we get more people engaged in this virtually mediated channel of online video, mm -hmm. online meetings, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're very busy over there at Alter. Why don't you just first set the stage? Tell a little mm -hmm. people, give us the elevator pitch of, you know, who you are, what you're doing over at the venture that you're with right now. Absolutely. Well, those are kind words. <laughs> so yeah, I'm Stephanie Leith. I am CEO and founder of Alter Live. 
Alter is an online video conference and live stream platform designed to create more engagement in your online church services. So we are very much born out of the pandemic answering that exact question that Kenny just talked about is we've all gone online, but there, if, if your church is specifically leaning into live services and meaning different than on-demand content, podcasts, videos, flooding the algorithms of social media, which has its place and is good. But if you're trying to create a live, energetic, engaged experience around a specific event, whether that's your Sunday service, a midweek event, you name it, Alter is a tool to do that. Um, and we've we've really tried to master the science of engagement. Nice. Now, um, when I asked you on today, I, I uh, gave you a challenge and you rose mm -hmm. to the challenge. But let me just set it up for the people here listening, because I think this is like, oh, the pressure's on Stephanie here. I want everyone to keep her accountable here. Um, but basically, <laughs> we know that, right? People who watch your church sermon online two weeks yeah. ago, they only remember like, 20% of what they saw, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then like, if you happen to just use, I don't know, um, images or videos in the sermons, etc. I think it goes up, right? What's do you know what the retention rate is if you start to use multimedia? Yeah, around, you know, 30 to 40%. If you're keeping it interesting, it's more than just a camera pointed at a person, but you've really thought a little bit more about the production. Yeah, right. So there are people now, it's not just a Oh, we'll put a camera in the back of the room and just record what's going in the room. There's someone, some thought into, oh, we actually have an audience online. We're going to talk to the audience, not just to the people. Um, and so you start to increase that retention rate, which is, this is great from a preacher's point of view, from discipleship point mm -hmm. of view. But what's interesting to me that I've heard recently, um, you know, you, you talk about in your work is that you're saying that there's one thing that mm -hmm. will not only increase the retention of the sermon, to as high as, I don't know, like, I think you said something like 80 or 90%. But mm -hmm. also the likely that the people are going to put what they learned or heard into practice. The, mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so you, is that the claim? I just want to, I want to, I want to set this baseline before we go You're in. You're right. And you can hold me to that. This is, this is a stat that I care deeply about. And so is this conjecture is this like academic research now you are located in boston where there's like you know 100 colleges mm -hmm. within you are is this a professor's research paper that you are working on or is, is this uh based on reality here it's a great question so my background actually before alter has been in education yeah so educational learning theories is something i've spent a lot of time reading studying and putting into practice um and now i work in the tech world you know i've you know, built an built a mobile and web app product, Alter Live, um, and and still do product management. So you know, if you combine those things together and then you mix in churches, you have a very interesting perspective. So absolutely, I mean, I, if we think about a, a church service, any opportunity where you are providing content to people, and that content could be a sermon, it could be a Bible study, it could be a um, a panel conversation with the pastoral staff. You are trying to teach people something. Um, You're trying to reach a learning outcome. Learning outcomes, as you guys know, in educational environments, nobody wants to go to a classroom where you get talked at all day long. Um, 
in classrooms, the way we get to that 80 to 90% retention rate, memory retention, and the actual ability to take information and make, you know, to transform it into personal ownership and doing is the ability to actually respond and talk to what you've just heard. So if we now translate that same learning that we've seen, and we see that work in online events as well, um, when an online event, uh, especially an online church service, actually provides people the opportunity to talk back, whether that be in the chat, whether that be afterwards in a small group discussion, whether that be um, in an ultra live, we have things like video conference rows and tables in a lobby where you can really seamlessly bring those spaces on screen for people to actually jump in and have live conversation. You see your engagement numbers increase dramatically. This is really easy, you know, for any of you out there who are Reddit users, yeah. Facebook group users, yeah, this Reddit. is the magic of groups. You know, this is a space where your voice is heard. People love to hear their own voice from a selfish perspective, but also because that's how, as humans, we learn. So if we apply that to the way we actually do sermons, um, and especially sermons online, uh, that's the number one way that we see engagement increase. So, and the, the, what you're saying also, I've heard you say, is that the ability to participate in the discussion right after the service mm -hmm. is one of the key factors that increases that retention rate, increases the actual implementation rate, right? Like, Absolutely. You, so you're saying that we need to actually carve out. So this is really fascinating because like when, when I first mm -hmm. started um, mm -hmm. in this online space for churches, Life Church, right? Life Church was the thing. And, and um, Brandon Donaldson is one of the OG church online pastors there. And one of the reasons I was drawn into Life Church um, and consistently went there um, was because after the service, they went behind scenes and it was him mm -hmm. and one other pastor on a tabletop and they were taking live questions. And I yes. knew every single week I can actually chat at Brandon and have a, have a conversation with the pastor. And I, I would, it's to me back then, the, what I used to say was, oh, it's almost like a supercharged uh, radio program. I don't know about you. You're, you're one of the young ones. I'm old about to die. But back in the days of the dinosaurs, we had radio programs and that you would actually have call-ins and you would request songs and you would talk to the DJs. And if you're lucky, you'd be able to not get the busy signal, call and talk. And then sometimes they would record it and air it on the radio. So you'd have to be waiting, yes. right? So if you got recorded, you would wait all yeah. night for your clip to potentially get played. And mm -hmm. in that environment, it was, wow, this was live and actually could happen every single week, every single week consistently. Absolutely. Um, are you saying that type of environment which was, I don't know, now eight, nine years ago, is still just as effective. That's what you're saying. Just something as simple as that. Absolutely, Kenny. Humans have not actually changed, shockingly, <laughs> in the last nine years since that was the, that, you know, motivated people. People want to feel seen and known. That is a fundamental and core value. And churches are amazingly good at that in person. So, wait, wait, there wait, is so, a gap. Wait, wait. So uh -huh. I, I just want to qualify, though. Back then it was, they were on video and I was chatting in the chat box, right? Because mm -hmm. the two-way video. Mm -hmm. Your platform, Alter, mm -hmm. allows me as the participant to actually come on video and actually mm -hmm. have the pastor or the staff that's at the church doing the church service mm -hmm. could potentially see me. 
Um, yeah. Is that video required for that participation and implementation to go up? Like, it doesn't need to be a video conversation like this, or is it other factors too? Like, can you go back to the chat to you know, the text chat? Like, is is video the magic uh, recipe? Yeah. Absolutely. It, video is a big part of it. One of the most important things online is choosing your level of engagement. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that ability to stay anonymous, to check someone out. Way more people check out a church online for the first time now than they do in person. Yeah. So offering that safe space is still important. But what's even more important is then making it really easy to actually take that next step and, and participate in some function. So we take it one step farther. Absolutely, you can use the chat, but like you just said, Kenny, you can actually participate over a video conference as well. The ability to talk live with someone with just audio, with video and audio, or just over chat. Um, and then, does it need to be the pastor, the person who gave the sermon? Good question. Not necessarily. We have a lot of people that, uh, a lot of churches that will bring up maybe a specific online engagement person. Right. Um, either it's a volunteer that week. Or it's somebody who is has the personality and the screen presence. Not not every pastor has that same translatable <laughs> skill to the online don't, environment. I know. I'm sorry, pastor. pastor. <laughs> um, yeah, we were sorry to break that to you, uh, but it's a great way to you know think about somebody who's really passionate about that community engagement uh, and drawing that interaction out of the online audience as well. Now you say there's actually four different things that actually can increase engagement conceptually. And we're gonna actually invite you to do a workshop with us at Church Tech today. Um, I think in September, right? September 14th, uh, put it on your calendars, mm -hmm. everybody. September 14th at 1 p.m. Eastern, we're gonna run an actual live workshop a training event with Stephanie to go through four overarching categories of um, strategies that you can actually implement into your mm -hmm. online events. And are you going to teach us, Stephanie, things that are only applied to your Sunday services or other things that we could do throughout the week? Great question. It, what we're going to cover together in that workshop is applied to ev online events in general. What makes an engaging service, Sunday service, midweek event. Um, it could also be applied to meetings uh, and small groups as well. You can extrapolate yeah. big to small. Okay. Um, okay. And then back to this conversation thing. So the, like, I understand that most, most churches do not have an opportunity to talk out of the service. They actually end the service. And mm -hmm. one of the learnings that we had at Liquid Church when I was church online pastor is that um, and this was an epic battle with Dave Adamson, who was mm -hmm. the worship pastor also, um, of how many songs do you put into online worship? And so, mm -hmm. you know, the online church in real life, you would have four or five. Sometimes it just feels like as a Presbyterian, you feel like it's going to go on forever. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my gosh, how many mm -hmm. songs do we have to sing? <laughs> um, in church online, we had a little bit more control. And then we realized that the engagement would actually people fell off. If you had four or five songs in a row, people would log right. in and, and leave. So we reduce the number of songs at the front and then we started putting songs in the middle and then mostly at the end and what mm -hmm. we realized is that people started to chat with each other at the end and then people got pissed they were upset because there was one song and then we literally cut the service and then put the spinning logo after because the service is done mm -hmm. and people were like i just started talking with stephanie blah 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 and then you just cut us off without yep. 
And so we added two songs and three songs. And so we ended up extending the service over 20 minutes after the end of the formal service. And people still consistently were chatting afterwards. Um, yes. So it's really interesting. Like all that, we didn't know what we were doing. We're just experimenting. Right. But it's syncing up with the stuff that you're saying works in practice, in, in theory. Um, Absolutely. It sounds like what you guys did either intentionally or accidentally is you actually structured a service in where people entered, they understood what you were about to do together. They made an, they, they experienced something that prompted them to want to make a connection with someone else. It sounds like primarily over the chat and that connection, you know, trust connection, similarities, something happened fast enough that they even wanted to stay 20 minutes after the service still chatting. It was wild to us. Like, it was like, oh my gosh. But then I also had an excuse to say, hey, to Dave, I clobbered you and I was right. I'm always right with Dave <laughs> I Adams. was right. I'm always right. When it's with Dave Adamson, Kenny's always right. Let's just put, put someone tweet that. Um, but then I was able to like, at least offer, offer a peace offering that says, okay, well, you can put worship music on the back end of the service and people are actually, actually utilizing it. Uh, people are praying together, right. people are chatting together, et cetera. Now, um, there's going to be a lot of people here that are just going to chime in and say, my people don't talk. They don't chat. We've tried everything for the last two years and the chat's empty. What are they doing wrong? Well, the first thing I would, the first question I usually ask churches is what, what about your online live service is different than, or offers people a different experience than them listening to it as a podcast. We often put up our live stream videos and expect engagement to just happen. But most people, unless if you haven't actually changed anything about the structure, um, and I'm not just talking about adding a few chat hosts or maybe, you know, shortening it here or there a little bit, but you've actually, I'm getting two thumbs up from Kenny, <laughs> but you've actually thought about, you know, wh- what, what are we doing together that cannot be achieved by everyone just listening to a podcast on their own? Absolutely. Right. If you start with that as the building block, then we start to work backwards from that. Um, And that's where we start to unpack, okay, what is it that we are trying, you know, that's where the stickiness comes in. Because if you've really nailed that part of it, people want to come back each week specifically to a live event to participate because there was a reason for them to participate. Are you recording a podcast or are you conducting a worship service is what the question I usually say to these pastors, because mm-hmm. it's great in person. Those dynamics is, is great because you know what? You have a captive audience. They entered the room, you lock the door at the back and you force mm-hmm. them to stay there. I mean, if they don't like it, they could snooze and that's what ends up happening, right? They just sleep through the sermon and then you let them out the door mm-hmm. at the end. You can't do that online. And so that is, a, even though it's the same thing, it's not the same right. online and at the end of the day, that's, that's my question. Are you recording a podcast or actually conducting worship service online? And I think that's the thing. Now, can you give maybe one practical tip in terms of that? Because again, people are lost. They literally are dying for that engagement. The intention is there. Motivation is there and they're trying different things, right? We have good people Mm -hmm. in our community, but again, I think this thing is elusive. What's one mm-hmm. other thing that they could do to actually get that conversation going either during or after the service? Mm. I think you, you've probably heard this term a lot, but 
the ability to connect with a felt need at the very top of the service. Something that will guide people through and give people an opportunity to, that they want to share about, that they want to hear from other people about, and they want to actually be in conversation with others about. Um, again, people want to talk about themselves. They want to talk about their own life, how this applies to them, um, and they want to learn from other people if it's a topic that they feel they they feel passionately about. So can you so how can, uh -huh. so can you just give one practical example using your platform, right? Oh. Because you've built your platform from ground up. That's engagement Absolutely. centered. I think this is the one thing. Like people use all these other platforms and they weren't built mm -hmm. with engagement in mind. They were built with broadcast one way broadcast in mind. I think that's right. the big difference. Right. Um so can you give us a best case scenario or just one example of that in the altar universe, like in your platform, how, how would you do that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, there's, so I'll, I'll say at the basic level, some of the things that you do in alter is you set up your environment so that when people walk in, there's immediately ways that they can have their voice heard. Um, the first is through things like chat. We're all really familiar with that announcements, the ability to actually like respond to things, polls, the ability to see how your response compares to a group of people together um, that might spark conversation. So you have live and response lastly, on the polls? Like I can vote and it's not like yeah. it just goes into thin air. No, live response. So you can actually see, you know, how, what do other people think about this same topic? Um, and then the ability to, what we do is we call matchmaking. You know, this is the ability to actually this. put people in rows together where you might have something in common, where you can actually make a connection with someone else. Now, that's obviously not, uh, um, not everybody wants to opt into yeah. that. Again, oh. choosing your level of engagement, you know, are, how comfortable are you um, to be able to have that kind of live conversation? If that sounds like something that is really like you, you're thinking to yourself right now, my people would never do that because like Kenny said, they're barely chatting in the chat. I 100% bet you that it's not that they don't know how to use chat or they don't want to use chat. It's that they have nothing to talk about right yeah. now. What is it that they would, what, what, what would they share currently? Um, so what, what we will do in our workshop is really dig deeper into what's that felt need? Where, where can we scratch an itch that people actually, I'm looking forward to showing up because I want to talk about this. I want to learn about this. I want to hear from other people about this. Now, one of the features, if um, people have not actually checked out Alter, is that you actually can't sit in rows within the room. Mm -hmm. And I can watch the stream of the video at the front of the room, right? It's kind of like it's a... Mm -hmm. How do you, is this, is 2D VR the right way to say this? I just, I actually just, uh, somebody the other day described that to me as 2D VR. Um, you just, you don't have a, a moving body around the platform, but you are, you can move it's, yourself around. It's VR without the dizziness, <laughs> VR without exactly. the, VR without think, looking like a nerd in the room. Um, yes. But anyway, so you sit in a row, which I, I find this feature fascinating that you can actually watch the screen and you have that up there. And so you're, you're literally the preachers there, but then the people, immediate people in my row on the sidebar, my video uh, circle pops up and then I can actually talk with those people as if just like in real life, like I can actually whisper and talk with you during the sermon, um, yeah. which is good and bad. 
um, because yeah. <laughs> sometimes in church you're just you know you're you're talking about you know shopping lists or, and other things that you have to do, right. do outside of church. But um, you're saying that that's the type of thing in that matchmaking type of activity you're talking about is like, hey, put people in the same row that have different felt needs or affinities or friends mm -hmm. or etc. Okay, absolutely. During the rows, you're spot on, Kenny. That during the service, you can sit in those rows. After the service, you can actually move people into a lobby. So recapturing that those 10 minutes that after the service that are so important for so many people that happened in the hallway, we're trying to recapture that online in some creative way. So yes, you can also keep people around afterwards. And, you know, people's behavior during services is, you know, we've been trained for 2000 years not to talk during church. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, that that is actually not where we usually see the most engagement in terms of those rows. It's after the service that you really make those video conference connections. But again, depends on how you've structured your service. We have a church that hosts Sunday night. Um, they, they call them town halls, where it's their Sunday service chopped up, but then turned into a panel discussion and they pause it and they'll like put questions on screen and they have about 60% of online attendees take seats in those types of events because they're intentionally showing up knowing that this is a panel discussion style service. And when do they hold it? This is not on Sundays. Sunday evenings. So it's their, it's basically their online church service. Wow. Um, and they specifically designed it to be very much seeker friendly, new to church friendly. So they run Facebook ads in their local community. They live near our college um, and they, they'll go through different topics. So the most recent one they just did was faith and science. Are they at odds with each other? Um, and they even have some worship segments in, they're playing around with different formats, but their engagement levels are so high on that because people are showing up knowing that their voice is gonna be heard and they have an easy tool to actually have those conversations. Wow, that, uh, that's really fascinating. Um, Stephanie, so, September 14th, you're going to come back and actually teach us um, how to do a, a lot of these things. I think one of the things is countless studies like have shown that people learn from immersive experiences. That's that's not new. Right. But and I guess this is not the uh, hopefully this is not an epiphany, but most church online services are far from being immersive. Right. Like in at least in today's modes in mm -hmm. today's with the timestamp of, you know, July, August 2022. Um, most church online services have a far way to go in terms of potential. And so the hope is uh, for everybody is that in this workshop, we're going to help you design an online service that actually increases the number of returning visitors. That's I say you need a repeat mm -hmm. visitor machine, not a first time guest machine. Um, mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. just have this revolving door, that's not good enough. We have to look at the second time visitors, mm -hmm. not the first time visitors. Um, and then you want to deepen the quality of engagement and we want to actually, I guess, in this workshop, figure out how to show people who is actually attending the church online services, right? And so mm -hmm. um, I think there's three objectives that we've actually talked through and challenged you to to come to the table with for in terms of learning directives. I think everyone on September 14th is going to figure out like how to understand the difference between broadcast and engagement models, right? There's, there's not just one model of each, and I think you need to mm -hmm. think through that. Um, so I think that's setting the table. Number two is redesigning elements of your church online service to increase intention, right? So I think, are you going to go through one more than one way? Like, is there just one mode of like the optimal or is there more than one? Is it flexible? How, how are you? Good question. 
we usually go through four main buckets, okay. four main ingredients to an engaging online church service. And I won't spoil it now, but okay, there are perfect. four. And then um, the thing that I require and kind of challenge you is like, oh, you got to help our people. It's not one of those sit and soak and everyone disappears. Rah, rah, they go back to work and they don't know how. So you're going to help us with some templates and tools right? So people can actually, you know, for their own online hosting team, right? So sometimes, again, sometimes mm -hmm. the preaching pastor, the senior pastor shouldn't be the one who's actually hosting online engagement. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. then what do you do? So we need some templates some tools to equip that online hosting team um, that are really proven, right? That actually deepen engagement, not just like some fancy mm -hmm. scripts. Again, this isn't YouTube. Mm -hmm. This isn't just like one way broadcast. How do we actually do this newfangled thing called engagements. Um, so hopefully we're going to go through all of that on September 14th, right? Yeah, absolutely. Really excited for it. So um, if you want to sign up now, um, we're opening up the um, pre-registration. You can go to churchtechtoday.com forward slash engagement. And uh, you can find the sign up form there. It's completely free to actually get into that session. Um, but again, we're literally hoping that you're going to join us and bring your team members too. The more, the merrier. I think well, this is one of those things where we need to incite more discussions across the leadership team and your actual ministry teams um, to start thinking through these things differently. Church Online today is far from being immersive, and that's because we are stuck in broadcast models, not engagement models. And Stephanie is going to walk us through that because... I'm going to call you nerd, Stephanie, but Stephanie is the nerd on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she's the one I call I, I do wake up thinking about this go to sleep thinking about this you are the one I call I for this type of stuff right it's just learning theory. yeah oh yeah okay so uh thank you Stephanie for spending some time with us today hopefully this has been helpful for everybody I again as I do with every episode I'm asking for you to help share with me what resonated in today's episode email me at kenny at churchtechtoday.com and then if you wanted to email me um, after you register, register at churchtechtoday.com forward slash engagement. If you would ask a question going into that workshop surrounding engagement, surrounding increasing engagement with your online services and online experiences, not just your Sunday services, all of your online experiences. How do you increase engagement? What are, what's the question on the top of your mind um, specific to your ministry? Let's be a little specific and maybe we'll have a Q&A session that we can rifle through Stephanie mm -hmm. to actually help people very concretely, contextually for their mm -hmm. environment, not just mm -hmm. throwing some general platitudes out there, but really right. equipping these leaders to figure out, okay, we need to change the game a bit um, and try something different. Now, Stephanie, what if, um, if someone wants to learn more about the offerings that you have and uh, alter the platform that you have right now, what's the best way that people can follow up after listening and watching this show today? Great question. So you can go to alterlive.com. Alter is spelled with two A's, so A-L-T-A-R. Uh, go ahead and check out our feature set there. You can create a free account if you're the kind of person that just likes pushing all the you buttons should. yourself yes. and seeing how it works. Um, chat with our team. We'd be we'd love to show you the behind the scenes as well. Uh, you can reach me personally at stephanie at alterlive.com. I'd love to hear more about your church, your specific goals dreams for your online community um, and then helping bridge the gap to get there. Awesome. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Um, thank you everybody for watching today. Remember, sign up for the workshop. It's 
churchtechtoday.com forward slash engagement. We'll see you on September 14th. And in the meantime, remember, be social, stay social.